0: good to good to be with you all this morning. We're going to jump right in. I, I let I let the time go just a little bit because um this is going to be yeah, yeah, just for you, Jack. Um this is going to be fairly fairly brief, uh, another another flyby um in our series in Fundamentals of the Faith and we are at spiritual gifts now. And uh please don't feel bad if you have questions at at the end. There's probably going to be time left over. Um you can ask some of us some, some further, more detailed questions perhaps, um, but even in the middle of class, please feel feel free to ask um, because I have, a no, I have a good team. Uh, Lord, as your word goes forth this morning and the hour to come, uh, open our eyes to behold wonderful things from your word. May you be praised. May your people be uh, encouraged and uh, prompted, Lord, to remember the reason why we are here, it is to worship our risen, reigning Savior in spirit and in truth. So, Lord, receive our praises uh, in both our understanding and our songs and in our conversations this day. May you be glorified. In your name we ask it. Amen. Okay, so our our scripture memory for the week then, regarding the topic of spiritual gifts, is 1 Corinthians 12.7. So let's say this together. 1 Corinthians but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And that's going to be the echo, the repeat throughout this entire lesson. But to each one, each one, each member of the body of Christ is given the manifestation of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God for the common good. And just real briefly, so we can see the objective here, to understand the nature, their nature and purpose of spiritual gifts, to dismiss some misconceptions regarding them, and of course, to be encouraged to use them. Okay. So may this short hour together be an encouragement to you and for you and I to use the spiritual gifts that he has indeed given to every one of his children. Okay. So, we jump right into the nature of spiritual gifts. And as has already been emphasized, it is the giving of spiritual gifts. You'll see this in 1 Peter 4.10. As each one has, key verb, received a special gift. Received a special gift. You have not acquired it on your own. You have not created it on your own it is of God it is by God it is for God it is given by God it is the giving of the spiritual gifts first Corinthians twelve seven and 11 but to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good given 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 one and the same spirit works all these things the verb distributing to each one individually as he wills, not as you will, as he wills, okay? So please notice the main verbs here of received, of given, of distributing, and the fact that it is, he is the one that wills it. God gives to his church. We see this also in Ephesians 4, 10 to 11, 10 and 12, 10 to 12. Ephesians 4, 10 to 12, God gives to his church evangelists, Pastors, teachers, etc. Ephesians four ten to twelve. So it's important to note that at salvation, the Holy Spirit gives the believer the spiritual gifts, gift or gifts that He desires the believer to have. Okay, and that's Second Corinthians twelve eleven, as we see. That is, it is His desire. It is Him who gives it, and it and it is immediately at salvation. Now, does that mean you know immediately upon being born again and regenerated, you know what your spiritual gift or gifts are? No, and we're going to talk about that more in a moment. But just as a quick side note, too, just to clear this up, I don't know if this is this has confused me in the past. Maybe it's confused you as well. But what about skills? What about talents, right? Because we see that a lot happening. Well, just just real br- briefly, a couple points regarding, regarding that. We have to understand that a talent, okay, is the result of genetics or training, right? While a spiritual gift is the result of the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? There's a a huge, huge difference there. Also, a talent can be possessed by anyone, right? Christian or non Christian, while spiritual gifts are only possessed by who? By Christians, by believers. And while both talents and spiritual gifts should be used for God's glory and to minister to others. Spiritual gifts are focused on these tasks, while talents can be used entirely for non-spiritual purposes, right? Um, so I hope that, that clears up a little bit as to, as to why there is a, a huge difference there. But as far as ministering to others, speaking of ministering to others, that brings us to our next point. The the purpose of spiritual gifts, right? So we see that it's for the common good, the overall good of the church. Again, First Corinthians twelve seven, but each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for okay purpose statement for the common good. And First Peter four ten to eleven. This is going to be repeated a lot as it as it unfolds as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies. So, we have to understand here real quickly that this is the purifying and motivating factor. Of our spiritual gifts, right? The spiritual gifts we have are for the overall common good of God's people. We must understand that. And see, these, these are gifts, right? And, 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 and they've been given, given to us by God. A steward is one who is responsible with the stuff that is given to him, right? And so with loving concern, we are to steward our gifts for the benefit of others in the church, and we see this in First Peter four. Look at the, the the wide range from speaking to serving. Whoever speaks, to do so as one who is speaking out of God. Whoever serves, do it by in because you're doing it by the strength of God, which He supplies. There's a wide range there. That's very colorful. It's very full. Okay, um, and we'll see that more in a moment. And so that, of course, unfolds to us. This is for the the edification of the church, the building up of the church first corinthians fourteen twelve since you are Paul says to the Corinthians, since you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek to abound for the edification of the church and And if you know anything about the Church of Corinth, um, much of what the gifts given to them, even the spiritual gifts that God gave to them they they abused, or they were very proud of, and it caused disunity and, and tension and, and contention within the church. So Paul says, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, and some of you for good reasons and not so good reasons, <laughs> here's the qualifier, here's the purifier. You seek to abound for the edification, for the building up of the church. Okay, So spiritual gifts are not to build ourselves up, but to build up the body of Christ individually being members of it, right? The spiritual gifts are not like like our Christmas gifts or like our children's Christmas gifts that at times we can just we want to use those gifts privately and to build up ourselves in private, <laughs> or to enjoy it only for our own pleasure and for our own enjoyment. Now, please, nothing wrong with that. just making a little distinction here, okay It's not like that. and that's how many of the Corinthians. We're using those gifts, so we have to be to be uh, conscientious of that happening, so it is to seek to abound for the edification of, of the church, so we get that word edifice, building building up of the church okay and of, of course, this all flows together it 's used to serve one another again first peter four ten as each one has received a special gift, employ it in. Serving one another and as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So remember, it's for the loving benefit of others in the church. Remember your old life? Remember before Christ? Your old life, you sought what gifts, whatever gifts, whatever skills you had, your old life, right? To serve only self, right? The new, Our new life in Christ now is to serve others. And, and in this, we can, because of his grace, be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what the believer is to want? We want to be good stewards of his manifold grace. And that that flows out through the spiritual gifts that he gives to each and every one of his children. so. We see the the giving of the spiritual gifts, the purpose of the spiritual gifts. So if it's for the common good of the church and the edification of the church and it's used to serve one another, then guess what's going to ultimately happen? It's ultimately for the glory of God. Right? And and we have to be careful here because, I don't know about you, but um, I'm guilty of being a glory thief. Right? Um, We have to be careful, even with the the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to us, well, that's one way we can actually grieve the Spirit of God. <laughs> We're actually using a God-given gift for self-glory. That'll grieve the Holy Spirit of God. <laughs> we need to be very careful there. So it is for God's glory. First Peter 4, let me just read that. I don't think it's, no, it's not on there. So let me just read that real briefly. First Peter 4, and, and the last part of 11. So, why? The, 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 whoever speaks, speaks the utterance of God. For whoever serves, to do so as one's serving by the strength of God, which which he supplies, why? Here's that purpose statement, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So there's the purpose statement. Think of it. Um, this is what I try to remind my children of all, all the time. So, what is good for us brings glory to God, right? What is truly good for the believer, and even if we're talking about pain, suffering, but we're not even talking about that. We're talking about spiritual gifts, okay? This is the context of spiritual gifts. What is good for us brings God glory, right? And what brings God glory is for our good because we were made for God's glory. So therefore, the purpose of our spiritual gifts blossoms unto God's glory as, and only as, we are building one another up and serving one another with our spiritual gifts. Now that was sort of rambling, but that, did that make sense? Okay. Sometimes I have to test that with my wife sometimes. Did I, did I make sense to the kids right now? The kids are lost? Nope? Okay, you tell them then. Okay, ultimately it is for God's God's glory. And just real briefly as a side note, as far as the provision of of spiritual gifts, um, note we see no specific number of spiritual gifts in the scriptures. Um, there are these three main passages: Romans, 1 Corinthians 12, and 12, 7 listed, 9 listed, 5 listed. Now, so it's it it's not really exhaustive, it, it, it's more so to say, why, why are there different gifts here and there listed? It's because there's such a variety and such a, such a color of gifts that we are to, in order to, promote unity within the body of Christ. So when you see these it, it, in the next couple of seconds, um, you see how, how vastly used They are they can be they can be used in the body of Christ because even if the Holy Spirit was in the first century seeing the the gifts of His Spirit used in the church and He zoom came all the way right here to the present time as He sees North Lake Bible Church exercising the use of their spiritual gifts He should be able to say Oh yeah I see that one I see that one I see that one I see that one and He sees it of course exercised in slightly different practical. Ways, even he'd still be able to see. There it is. There it is. And so too should the body of Christ be able to recognize uh, those gifts. So that brings us to the category of spiritual gifts, and and here they are. We're not going to talk much about about all of them, but but prophecy. And now that first one could could throw us off guard. But in the New Testament, this word for prophecy. Um, is, is not a forth telling, telling of the future, but is a, it is a foretelling. Okay. Uh, sorry, it's a forth telling, not a foretelling. Okay. Um, so it's not to, to predict the future, but it is a, it is the skill of proclamation, of, of proclaiming the word of God in order to encourage and strengthen the hearers. So permanent gifts prophecy, teaching, faith, wisdom, knowledge, Discernment, that's the one I know I have. Oh, I have perfect discernment. Oh, careful, careful. <laughs> but indeed it is listed as a spiritual gift. Discernment, mercy, okay? Mercy, that is showing sensitivity, uh, sympathy to those in suffering, uh, in sorrow, and who have willingness and, and resources to, to lessen others' afflictions. So mercy helps service, administration, and leadership, giving, that is sacrificial giving, sharing to meet the needs of others. And can I just stop here just real quickly and say this, and please, I'm not saying this because I am staff, a part of the staff here at North Lake Bible Church, but I say this from the truest part of my heart. In coming to, to North Lake Bible Church, um, I've been in church for a long time, okay? I'm a PK, all right? Um, born and raised in a Christian home in many, many churches over many, many years for long, long periods of time. And I can honestly say I have never been in a body where I've seen all of these gifts exercised to the glory of God and in the love of Christ. Um... And I, I say that in, in just, in, in all honesty, um, not to, to puff anybody up, but to say I see it in, I see it everywhere, around every corner. Are we, a, is this a perfect church? Absolutely not. But all I'm saying is we see these gifts, do we not? <laughs> they're being ex- exercised. They're, they're being refined. And the Holy Spirit of God is indeed using them to the glory. Of himself through his people, through the building up of, of his church. And then, just real briefly, uh, we have to notice too that in some of those passages, you'll see that there are temporary gifts temporary gifts of the Holy Spirit miracles, healing, and tongues and interpretation of tongues. But we have to understand just real briefly, why are these temporary gifts, okay? Why are these temporary? Okay, regarding healings and miracles, we have to see and understand their purpose, and their purpose was to confirm the gospel message. Hebrews 2, 3 through 4. How will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? After it was at the first spoken through the Lord it was confirmed to us by those who heard. God also testifying with them, both by signs and wonders and by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. Okay, so so we see here that God used healings and miracles to demonstrate the authority of the very words of our Savior, the very authority of Jesus Christ himself and To certify the ministries of the apostles who proclaimed the gospel message of the Messiah. Okay, and we can also, I don't have it here, but Matthew 10, verse 1, where Jesus called, okay, he effectively called his twelve to himself and he gave them, he gave them authority to heal and perform miracles. He did that. He did that. Okay? So be weary if you hear of anyone addressing themselves and giving themselves the title of apostle. Okay? So that opens the door for a lot of different things that we have to be careful of, and that is, yes, even in our realms, happening a lot, where well they were give themselves that title and therefore assuming uh these gifts to then perform at their wills okay so it's to confirm the gospel message this was their their purpose and we see also in acts 5:12 at the is to confirm the apostles the ones who were called by god and sent by god to perform these miracles uh, these healings and these miracles acts 5:12 at the hands of the apostles Many signs and wonders were taking place among the people, and they were all with one accord in solomon's portico and And, and what does Paul say simply and succinctly on this point? This is what he says, and confirm the apostles second corinthians twelve twelve The signs of a true apostle the signs of a true apostle were performed among you with all perseverance. How? By signs and wonders and miracles. So this was to authenticate the apostles as God's messengers. Listen, Paul, even as some were, uh, were accusing him and criticizing him of his ministry, okay, Paul wasn't trying to further uh, a culture of um, entitlement for himself. Okay? Paul wasn't trying to further um, a culture of self-expression Uh, but rather instead humble service to the glory of God. And by the way, one of the main staples of the fact that he was an apostle was the salvation of the Corinthians, (laughs) was their salvation. And there's there's several texts in in 2 Corinthians 9 and in the first chapter that that explains uh, that truth. So it is to confirm the apostles and their works. Last text on this um, in confirming the apostles. Romans 15, for I will not presume to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed. How? In the power of signs and wonders and in the power of the Spirit so that from Jerusalem and roundabout as far as the I have fully preached the gospel of, of Christ. And so we see that the purpose of these temporary gifts were to confirm the gospel message, to confirm the apostles, and therefore we see briefly here their discontinuation. Um, remember, they were, since they're temporary gifts, just real, real, real quick here, as we see here, they're no longer needed. Let me just ask us real briefly, why, are they no, why would you say that they are no longer needed? What's that? Because we have the Word of God, the Canon of Scripture is closed. Ah, oh, Hebrews one. He's, we're bringing what we're going through at church. Hebrews one. In these last days, He has spoken to us in His Son. Okay. We have the the completion of God's Word. There is no longer any need for these things, and and then of course we also see the the passing of, of the apostles. The fact that the apostles and prophets make up the foundation of the church, Ephesians 2.20, is an indicator that these offices have passed away. Okay? And so the tongues and the interpretation of tongues as well, we see here that tongues involved. The proclamation of God's word in known languages. Okay. That, that very word in the Greek is glossilela, which is where we get the word glossary. Okay. Actual, um, understandable language. Okay. Words. Um, so they involve the proclamation of God's word in known languages. And that's such a, such an awesome, beautiful picture as we see there in Acts chapter two, verses four to 11. People from everywhere, all over the then known world with languages, um, from all over were understanding the message of the gospel of the Messiah, of the Savior of the world. Um, so that's what it involved, and it involved it was known languages, and so their purpose was assigned to unbelievers. Whoa, Is there, just like in, in Acts, they're understanding I'm, I'm getting this in my own language. Okay, how does, God God saves by words, (laughs) okay? He has given us the written word of God, and he has given us languages, every tribe, tongue, and nation, okay? For the for the gospel to be proclaimed, but it was a sign to unbelievers we see in in 1 Corinthians 14. I would encourage you, actually, today, if this is like a lot, today, this afternoon, read 1 Corinthians 14, and there's a lot of clarity in, in clearing up uh, some of these things that you might might be wondering about that I'm not hitting on this morning. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 14, I'd I'd make that a part of your reading this week, and is also the purpose of tongues. It attested to the salvation of the Gentiles and new people. Um, we see that in Cornelius. We see this at the beginning of Acts, um, and we even see the Gentiles as they would as the Lord would be igniting their faith and giving them the faith to believe. Um, crying out for these, you know, give me sight, right? Um or or or, or the Roman soldier for his daughter who who was a Gentile. Um, I know you can heal her. <laughs> okay? Signed to unbelievers and and attested to salvation uh, to the Gentiles and new new people groups. For prophetic utterances as well. We see that in 1 Corinthians 14. And and of course they're their discontinuation, the attestation to Gentile inclusion is no longer needed. Okay, to every tribe, tongue, and nation is going forth, and therefore, as you, as has already been mentioned, the sufficiency of Scripture precludes the need of for new prophecy. Okay, we there is no longer any need for it. We we have the fullness, the the completion of the word of God. And just like in the, the church at Corinth, it, it was being uh, abused. They were using it for personal uh, works and, and it, was, it became very showy. Okay? It, was the, it, was, it was the pizzazz of theatrics, basically, uh, for them. It wasn't for the building up of the body of Christ. And, and again, Paul explains that clearly in, in 1 Corinthians 14 as he goes through. He says, I, I would rather speak one word And edify, build up the body. Then ten thousand words in another language that people that you don't understand. I'd rather speak one word because it's for the purpose of the building up of the body of Christ. Okay, so if there's any questions, you have any nitty gritty questions regarding that afterwards, please afterwards please see me, see Drew, see see Wade, um, and we'd love to to talk with you uh, more about that. As we start to wrap up our time. We we got to just be reminded here of the exercise of of spiritual gifts, and I'm not really a fan of of the spiritual gift tests. Maybe you've done that. I know I have before. You can hop online. What's my spiritual gift? And you and you fill out these things, and it sort of says, "Oh, you line up here." I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm not saying it's simple, but at times it could just be more like, "Okay, I've got it. I'm confirmed." But more so it is it is is it the confirmation of the Word of God is it the confirmation of the body of Christ and seeing those gifts being worked out okay um, so that's probably one of the main reasons why I'm not a fan of it. It can also be a cause for just building yourself up too and 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 puffing oneself up I, that that can happen that doesn't always happen but but it can so you have to be careful um, am I in line with scripture? am I in line with first peter four ten right? As you've received that gift, employ it, use it. And so you might be confused this morning, like, okay, well, what is my spiritual gift? It's kind of fuzzy. I don't, you know, is it precisely this or is it precisely that? Um, the first one would be be involved in ministry. You have to be involved in men, in ministry, um, and and the second the second part is finding your giftedness. They go hand in hand. Do you see that? How you want to find your giftedness? Be involved in ministry. It it, it it's hand in glove. So you have to be um, involved. Um, and that and our church offers uh, these different aspects. Even even for teaching, there's the teaching practicum um, where we have a couple. Couple times a year, where we will go through that, and we'll hear um, the teachers and the speakers, and, and see their giftedness, and say, "Oh, you're, you're, you're geared more towards children's ministry, or adult ministry, or young adult. Um, things like that help the, the body of Christ in finding your your giftedness. Um, and, and it's 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 amazing how the Lord uses that as you humble yourself, and as as you seek to glorify Him in all that you do okay from serving to speaking from speaking to serving and that's all inclusive okay from i mean praise the lord for how, how look look at how this has been set up around us you know who 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 put up those drapes who who set up those chairs who all the practicalities and the ins and outs of it as well for what purpose not to say pat me on the back or look at how he did that or she did that no it's for the good of the body. And so that this can be conducive for the teaching of the word of God here or there or whatever it may be. Children's ministry, music ministry, uh, food, <laughs> home to home, right? Oh, by the way, does your spiritual gift, when you exercise your spiritual gift, does that, does that stop after that hour and a half or two hours on a Sunday morning among the body of Christ? No. In all that we do, it, it is to be unto his glory. So, and therefore that brings us to another see we need to be ministering our gift in love or gifts in love right so just want to ask this question real real quickly in what way are you using your spiritual gift or gifts to serve in the church and benefit the body of Christ so if you've been wondering about that think about that pray about that and ask yourself, in what way am I using the gifts that God has given to me to implement that into the body of Christ for the building up of his church, okay, the pillar and the support of the truth, for his people to the glory of God? Again, that's the, this is the purifying, motivating factor. And just, just real briefly, too, I was reminded of this a couple days ago in First Timothy 1, where Paul, remember what Paul does towards Timothy? He says, Timothy, kindle afresh. The gift of God, which is in you. That's to say that Timothy at times, was <laughs> he had a spiritual gift of God in, in preaching and teaching and serving the body of Christ that needed to be kindled afresh. You know, you stoke the coals in the, in the fire, it's got to be moved. <laughs> Timothy, kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you. And so, uh, surrounding this, the, the heart of all this, is unless our motivation is love, using our spiritual gift gains us nothing. Remember 1 Corinthians 13? Remember how he begins the first two, three verses? If I speak with the tongues of angels, and this is like exaggeration language, Paul. If I speak with the tongues of angels, if I give my body to be burned, if I do all this yet have not love, it profits me, it gains me Nothing. And then he goes on even further and He says, if I have not love, I am nothing. <laughs> but we are something. We're, we're image bearers of God, and we are to be little moon reflectors reflecting the light of the sun to the glory of God, walking in the footsteps of our Savior. And so last, last verse is, of course, 1 Corinthians sixteen thirteen. Let all that you do be done in love may this be our purifying motivating factor and all the, the gifts that god has given to you by his holy spirit to be used to the glory of god and the building up of his people and and when you do this you will with joy and eagerness be exercising your spiritual gifts if the love of christ is ruling your heart if the truth of god and his word is ruling your heart's motivation. So let's pray, and then if we have any questions, let's, let's talk afterwards, okay? Heavenly Father, as we consider the gifts you've given, help us to uh, not have a self-centered perspective, but, but to have your perspective. That That is, Lord, the, the love of the brethren, the desire to edify, to encourage and build one another up in the truth, in your love. And so, Lord, help us uh, to put our gifts to work in a way that glorifies you and unifies and strengthens the body of Christ, Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for for what we're about to do in the next few moments as we transition lord to to hear the the glories and the sufficiencies and the supremacy of your Son who loved us and gave himself for us. Would you be glorified, and would your people be encouraged in the truth? In Christ's name we pray, amen.